0: TRYING TO GET ORGANIZED HERE. <laughs> LORD BLESS YOU. WE ARE GLAD TO BE HERE IN uh, ABSENCE OF YOUR PASTOR. Uh, FOR INDIVIDUALS THAT DON'T KNOW WHO I AM, I'M BISHOP SHOSTRAN FROM ARKANSAS. Uh, I'M NOT uh, PASTOR SHOSTRAN, SO uh, WE'RE JUST uh, FILLING IN. That's. Uh, Sometimes a hard thing to do, but we're glad to be here, and we're glad you're here, and our visitors. We're happy you're here in the house of the Lord. I, um, uh, if you, uh, or if I forget your name, or I don't remember uh, your name, you—it's uh, easier for you to remember mine because I have the same name as your pastor. Uh, so uh, you'll remember mine, but I won't remember yours probably I'll try uh, one year um, the um, high school principal asked me if I would supervise a study hall and we had about 60 or 70 students and uh, so every every day they would change seats and I would go down the list to take the rule I say Tom no I'm Bill well where's Tom oh he's on the other side of the <laughs> room Okay, and they would do that totally confused me and uh, I-, I couldn't remember any of their names because they were constantly changing seats. So I decided I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you all a number. You're one, two, three, four. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going by names, I'm just going by number. And so when I take the roll, I said uh, it'll just, I'll say number one, number two, and so on. and if you're if you don't answer, you're absent. So now if you change seats on me, I'm totally confused. I know where Sister Denise sits every time she's in service in the front. If you change, I'm totally lost. <laughs> I won't be able to find you. But we're glad you're here uh, in the house of the Lord. It's good to uh, feel the wonderful presence of the Lord and uh, his touch. Uh, I. Um, I'm going to speak to you uh, on a subject and you all have the answer you know uh, where's God you say he's here I come to church to feel the presence of the Lord I know the Lord's here and thought when I drive down the road I want the Lord to be with me at home I want him to be with me and and uh, so uh, I um, came up with this subject because uh, uh, an individual came to me and he said, uh, Bishop, uh, I want to talk to you after service. And I said, uh, Okay. Uh, and so, uh, and I didn't know what he was going to talk about. He said, But you know, he said, uh, I'm faithful to God as can be. Uh, my The Lord has blessed me and my uh, job, uh, our family. And he said, But we've been going through some things that. Uh, I don't have the answer for. He said, I'm faithful with my tithes, my offering. I give. Uh, Faithful with my attendance. He said, in fact, uh, we went on a three-day fast. My family, even my children. He said, we all went on as a a family. We just went on a three-day fast. Nothing to do with church. We were just fasting to draw closer to God and get through some of these issues that we were uh, trying to uh, Uh, figure out and and adjust to and he said uh, I was reading in uh, the book of Leviticus and I came across uh, where they were they did a wave offering to God and then they did a heave offering to God a heave offering in the Hebrew is one that you lift up to the Lord and so he had found that and he said the Lord has blessed me this month in my job and and, uh, and uh, he said uh, I, I'm, I'm bringing this heave offering well we have building fun we have love offerings we have all kinds well he called his a heave offering heave offering in as I said in the Old Testament was actually for the tribe of Levite or the Levitical priesthood it was for the priest And he said, take this is is a heave offering. I never taught on a heave offering. We never gave a heave offering. He just wanted to do that. And he found that. He said, so uh, I'm going to bless the Lord. And I'm giving this, use it however you want in the church. And he said, "Uh, it's a heave offering. And he said, I've done all that. And he said, where's God? He said, I still have not had an answer to the needs that I have. He said, where is God? I've done everything that I could think of, being faithful, giving, even extra. And he said, I still don't have an answer to my needs. So he said, Bishop, where's God? I swallowed real hard. THE ONLY THING I COULD THINK OF WAS PSALMS 23 AND VERSE 4. THE ONLY THING THAT CAME TO MY MIND. AND SO I QUOTED THIS TO HIM. YEA, THOUGH I WALK THROUGH THE VALLEY OF THE SHADOW OF DEATH, I WILL FEAR NO EVIL, FOR THOU ART WITH ME. I SAID, I DON'T REALLY HAVE AN ANSWER. I said but God's with you regardless of the situation that you're going through the Lord's there and so we prayed and and left and 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 I was still thinking for him what's the answer I'll have to come up with something that that can strengthen him and reassure him Uh, that the Lord is there. That was on a Sunday. Monday, I did some running around, and Tuesday, uh, I came out. I had to go by the bank, and I had to do some things for church, and I walked out my driveway, and I looked across. There's a parking lot, and then there's a home, and I looked across this parking lot, just not too far off from here, the back of the church street, and the home, And it was a man. It was 34 degrees. This was in February. I think February 17th, maybe, was a Tuesday. And there was a man, young man, with a T-shirt, some jeans on, and some tennis shoes. And he was standing in front of a house, and he was going. And when I walked out of my driveway on the side I just happened to look straight across and I saw him and then he moved to the side of the house and he I thought oh well he's blessing the house (laughs) so I got in the car I went and did my running around 20 minutes later and it's 34 degrees I know I'm in Ohio and 34 probably is warm for you all But it was cold in Arkansas. And he stood there and kept on doing that to the house. I did my running around, 20 minutes later I came back and he was standing in front of my house. (laughs) And so I pulled in the drive and I sat in the car and I thought, well, is he gonna bless my house? And he was looking across the street at the same house and he was doing the same thing going like that and I thought okay so I went in the house and I told sister Shostran I said there's a fellow out here standing I said it's cold and damp and I said he's there with a t-shirt on and and and, uh, he's standing in front of our house but he's blessing blessing our neighbor or cursing so I um, I said I and he moved a little bit down from my house, still in the street and looking back. And I said, oh, well, I'm going to call the uh, chief of police in our city. He's a friend of mine. So I said, I'm going to call him and tell him that there's an individual that's acting a little strange to me. So I called him and he said, I'll send an officer over. And so he did. And um, I was in the house and I'm looking out the window and it came and they put him in handcuffs. See, but he wouldn't get in the police car. And so uh, they called for backup so two more officers came and I I was in the house and I heard him holler Jesus! Just screaming out, Jesus! And so I thought, well, maybe I better go out there and (laughs) see what's going on. So I went outside and and uh, the chief came up with another officer and then there were four officers there and they had called the ambulance and then our city chaplain came uh, so they had the street all blocked in front of our house and uh, he wouldn't get in the police car and so they as I said they called for these to help him and we're going to force him and uh, so they finally the ambulance when the ambulance came uh, they uh, convinced him to get in the ambulance, and he wasn't going to get in the ambulance, and one of the, uh, he was saying, where's Jesus, where's Jesus, and so I got to thinking, I had an individual ask me, where's God, and two days later, here's an individual saying, where's Jesus, and so uh, they finally got him in the ambulance, And they were strapping him down and he was wanting to get out of the ambulance I came up there with the chaplain and and I said what's going on said well apparently he has gotten some kind of drugs and he's extremely high is the only thing we can to uh, analyze until we get him to the hospital and uh, he didn't want to go and so he said uh, to one of the officers, he said, I'm not going, he said, unless Donald Trump's there. (laughs) And so the officer said, look, I don't know about Donald Trump being at the hospital, but Jesus is going to be at the hospital, so that's fine, just go along. And he said, okay. (laughs) If Jesus is there at the hospital, then uh, I'm going. So they took him off, Well, took him to the hospital. Well, I never did hear any more except that they said apparently he was had taken some drugs and it had uh, made him extremely high and really didn't know what or where he was doing. But he, uh, asking the question, where's Jesus, where's God? Uh, and I got to thinking, and so... Uh, I went home and uh, I started looking up some things. And the first thing that came to uh, me about where's God, I looked at uh, St. Matthew, the the, uh, fourth chapter, I think it is. Or the 14th chapter, rather. 14th chapter of St. Matthew. And uh, start the uh, 24th verse. Now let me go back up, and I'm going I'm to do 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him into the other side, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went into the mountain apart to pray. I want you to remember this 23rd verse, went to the mountain to pray. And when evening was come, evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed, uh, tossed with waves, but for the wind was contrary. So he sent them away and told the disciples to get into the ship, go to the other side of Galilee. Galilee, if you've ever been there, some of you have, it's about five miles across. And uh, so here they were trying to get to the other side and rowing uh, would take some time to get there, and in the midst would probably be two and a half to three miles uh, from uh, shore in the midst because it's five miles across but the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with waves for the wind was contrary and in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them walking on the sea where's God? There are, in the Old Testament, three watches that they had. It's called ancient time. It's the evening watch, the night watch, and the morning watch. In the New Testament, in Jewish time, that they had taken from the Romans, uh, the watches were from six at night till nine was the first watch. And it is sometimes called the evening watch. Then the second watch is from nine to midnight. It is called the midnight watch. The third watch is from 12 o'clock to three in the morning. That's the third watch. Uh, It's in Jewish time. They would call it the cock crowing time. And you heard about... That so, that would be the time. The fourth watch was from three o'clock in the morning until six, right before the sun comes up, right before uh, it starts to break. Day that was called the morning watch from three o'clock until uh, morning till six, till the sun comes up. So, if you will notice here, uh, <coughs> the 25th verse, and in the fourth. Watch of the night Jesus went unto them walking on the sea now if you go back up it will say in the 23rd verse when evening was come so I would gather that to be probably the first watch because in the sea of Galilee being warm in that area they fish all night Because that's when the fish go deep during the day, and so at night they come uh, near the surface. They use nets to catch them so they would go out, and that's when they fish. So at evening, at 6 o'clock, they would get in the ships and they would go out to fish. So they're fishing in the first watch, second watch, and third watch, which would bring them till 3 in the morning. They fished all night. And they would come in in the morning and usually with a a load of fish. And so uh, apparently the Lord told them, get into this ship in the evening time, whether it was six, seven or eight, nine, somewhere in the first watch. They got in the ship and went out. Jesus went to the mountain to pray. So got in the middle of the sea and the winds contrary they couldn't they couldn't get to either side of gap couldn't go back because it wouldn't let them they were tossed just in the middle of that sea and they know that hey I can't get across and about the time they're thinking well what are we going to do we're not going to make it uh, best thing to do is when the ship is torn apart uh, we'll just grab a, a plank of wood and try to get to shore the best you know how and so I looked at this and it said in the fourth watch that's three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning they had toiled the first watch, second watch third watch road, and they thought this is Hopeless. We're not going to make it. Midst of the fourth watch. Now, I want to use a little bit of my own uh, theology. Jesus said, get in the ship. He, the Bible says he constrained them. So he said, everybody get in. You have to get in. Want you to get to the other side. So he constrained them, forced them in a sense, very nicely, take this ship and get, I'm going to pray. I thought, what would he what's the Lord going to the mountain to pray for? You know what his prayer would be? The devil or someone's gonna disrupt them in the middle of the sea, and I want them to have hope to realize I'm there. Although I'm in the mountain praying. So he was praying, hold on, just stay in the ship. And in the fourth watch, he let him go through one, two, three watches till three in the morning. And then all of a sudden he appears when they know all hope is gone, he appears. In the midst of the storm and so I got to thinking when I go through a storm I may go through the first watch and the second watch and the third watch just stay in the ship yeah leave because in the fourth watch all of a sudden you'll see that wonderful may look like a ghost sometimes to them it did but all of a sudden there's a bright light in the midst of the darkest part of the night there appeared jesus on the scene oh it's a ghost no it's the lord and he said it's i be of good cheer. I got, hold on. I'm glad you stayed in the boat. I went to the mountain to pray that you'd stay in the boat. Amen. Because in the middle of the storm, and I got to thinking about this young man that came to me and said, where's God in the middle of my storm? And there may be somebody here that is going through a storm. I want you to know in the midst of the storm, in the darkest hour of the night, the fourth watch, the Lord will come on a scene. He's always ready and always willing. And you know what the Bible says? He came walking. Hey, we're going down. Might be calm to you, Lord, but get here in a hurry. I'm always on time. I don't have to get in a hurry. Amen. I got, I'm walking. You're going to be safe. Just stay right in the ship. Walking. Fourth watch. Walking in that dark time. And you know what? If you think about that, that's sunrise, whether it's 6 o'clock, 7 five, four. I had an individual one time that said, I want you and Sister Joseph to go with me to Hawaii. There's something special that I want to see. And he said, at one o'clock, we get up and we're going up to this mountain in Hawaii. It's the most beautiful sunrise. I said, at one o'clock, yes, we have to drive up this mountain. And, uh, I got up on the mountain, and we waited till I think around 4 or something when the sun was coming up, and it was beautiful, and I was half asleep. I said, you know what? I can get up at 6 o'clock in my house and see the sun. (laughs) I don't have to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning, but it was beautiful. But anyway, it's right before the sun comes up but I want you to know the (laughs) S-O-N was on the scene. And you know what, I feel like sometimes when I look at this and I think what is going on in our world, all of us have storms. We all go through these things that are difficult. And I I heard on the news about in um, Southern California, Uh, a little community of 50,000. An individual goes into a Jewish synagogue and shoots one person and and, wood, and wounded. I think three others. Send them to the hospital. Saturday, the end of their uh, Passover and uh, going Sabbath, going and and their their feast day and so on. Uh, and goes in and uh, they call it a hate crime. Our listen. I, I really honestly think if I were to look at time, we. I always used to say, you know, it's almost near midnight. Well, you know, I'm I'm I'm. Thinking this is the fourth watch, this is uh, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, this is a dark hour, and but guess what? Jesus is coming. The sun is is coming up. Thank God, the sun is coming in the clouds of glory. We're in a, a very confused, a very dark world, and and I think this is just we're 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 in the midst of a storm right before the Lord comes. Thank God. Stay in the ship. It may be, it may be the fourth watch, but let's stay in the boat. Don't get out. Thank God. Jesus is on, on the seams, And I, I, I honestly believe that he will always appear in the midst of the storm. Where is God? He's in the midst of the storm with us. Uh, may not be in the ship, but he, he'll appear when it seems like all hope is gone. The Lord will be there. And so I thought, where is the Lord? He's in every storm you go through. And I mentioned this in church. One Wednesday night, and an individual... What individual, especially, was just worshiping the Lord? Everything I said about the storm, just praising God, and uh, so I went on uh, talking, and uh, uh, but really just elated, lifted up, blessed. Uh, when I was talking about where's God, He's in the midst of the storm, and this individual was a visitor. In fact, she was a former. Uh, pastor's wife in one of our uh, churches, not too far from us, but they came to visit. And I'll tell you about that in a moment. But anyway, where's God? He's in the midst of the storm. And then uh, let, me, let me show you a, another little story that came to my mind in St. Luke, the 22nd chapter 31st verse, and the Lord said unto Simon, 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 behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen my brethren. Let's put up a couple more scriptures. Romans 8, 34. Who is he that condemneth it? Is Christ that died? Yea, rather, that he is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. That's entreaty. Look at Hebrews 7 and verse 25. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Able to save them to the uttermost. Simon? I'm praying for you. What for? That your faith will not fail you. When you're going through the test, where's God? Where's the Lord Jesus? He's praying for me. When I'm in the midst of the storm Midst of the test, he's not only there in the story I read to you first, he went to the mountain to pray. Here he tells Simon Peter, When you go through this test, I'm there, I'm praying for you that your faith will not fail. That's your what is that? That somehow I'll say, Lord. I don't know where you are. I can't find you. It is a dark hour. This is a very difficult trial or test that I'm going through. But somehow, Lord... I know that you're praying for me. That What what are you praying? That my faith, uh, that my belief, that I'll hold on. God, I still believe, Lord, that you're able to make a way. I still believe, Lord, that you're going to carry me through. Regardless of what I'm going through, you're going to be there by my side. You're going to be praying for me. I don't know about you, but somehow... Uh, I keep the Lord I guess busy praying for me (laughs) Say, help him, give him strength I don't want his faith to fail him now I want him to keep believing on me that I'm there even though it doesn't seem like I'm there I am there in the midst I went to one other example found in the book of Acts 7th chapter And 54th verse. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Right hand of God is, means the power of God. They're stoning Stephen when he's about to die. And if you could step into the scene, say, Stephen, where's God? You're, they're stoning you for believing in Jesus Christ. Where is He? Where's the Lord? You're going through, you're going to die. They're going to stone you to death. Lord opens up heaven. You know what John saw when he, in Revelation, he saw a throne in heaven, and one sat on the throne. When God opened the heaven for Stephen, he wasn't sitting on the throne Stephen looked up and said I see the son of man standing I can almost feel him you know what I'm going through. They're stoning me. But guess who's standing by my side? He said, I saw. hey God, the Son of Man. I saw Jesus Christ standing right by me. Thank the Lord. And you know what? Wherever the storm is or how bad the storm is, he is in the midst of the storm. Thank God. And when I go through some trials and tests and problems, you realize he's praying for me. He's He's there saying, hold on, brother. Don't leave. The ship, stay in the ship. Thank God. I may not be there, I may be in the mountain, but I'm praying that you will hold on. For I'm praying for you that your faith will fail not, Simon. Hold on. When you hear the cock crowing and so on, you're going to die. Hold on. Thank God. This is not the end. I'm there. And when Stephen was about to die, yes. Lord was standing. Thank God, saying, Stephen, thank God, I'm right by you. Regardless of what they do, thank God, regardless of what happens, I'm standing there right by you. I preached something similar to this when Wednesday night really kind of taught. And all during the service, this individual was just worshiping God. When I'd say the Lord's in the midst of the storm and the Lord's standing by you and the Lord's praying for us and and so on. Kept worshiping God. Just saying amen. Praise God. Every sermon you hear there will be a nugget of gold that you can get out of it. May not like the speaker. May not like the message or the talk but there will be a nugget of gold that god has for you i always try to reach out every conference every message i think there's something in that that i can i can have this lady came to me after service and she said brother joe strand i know i was on your prayer list because some folks in your church told us that they had put us in the bulletin, our name, my name. And I said, yes, I remember that. And we, they invited us, and somehow I felt I needed to come. And she said, "When you begin to tell us that the, where is God, the Lord's with us?" she said, "You know what? this past year, a few years ago, we have retired from the ministry and so on. And she said, but I went and it went through a period of sickness. And she said, "I, you talk about the dark hour, the midst of the storm. She said, I was questioning a former pastor's wife. I said, oh, God, where are you? I can't find you. We prayed. I don't know where you are. I need an answer. We need help. And she said, all of a sudden, that's why I was raising my hands, because all of a sudden in the midst of my storm, I began to see the Lord. And then I realized, said, when, I, when I thought, when a doctor said this and that, and I, she said, I had to realize somehow, Lord, you're praying for me. Yes. You're praying that my faith, that I'm still going to believe and hold on. And so I felt that strength from God. And she said, then when the doctor came and told me uh, over a year ago, said, you know what? I don't think there's any hope for you. But she said, all of a sudden, the heavens opened up. Thank God. And I felt the presence of the Lord. I felt the Lord standing right by me. And she said, here I am today. And she said, so if anybody, no one else may be in the church. Uh, <clears throat> understood what you were talking about but i've been in the storm i felt the lord praying for me and then when all hope was gone and god i knew the lord was standing right by my side and somehow i had the strength to make it through And god and she said so that's why i can't help it i have to just say thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus i have to just lift him up because i realize, Lord you're there regardless of how dark it is and it seems like our world is getting darker and darker you may not be in a storm but friend this world is in a storm it's in the darkest it's in the fourth watch and for us who are in the church and god stay in the ship hold on and god because where's god he's there And God, he'll be, he'll stand up beside you, regardless of what goes on. Just reach out, say, Lord, uh, somehow you're there to strengthen me. Now, I believe, let's stand. Praise God. Maybe you've never <clears throat> asked the question, and you've been blessed, that you wouldn't question God, say, "Lord, where are you?" Maybe you've never been in a fourth watch. I have. I've been there several times, and I've wondered, "Lord, are you? Are you there?" He's there. Maybe you've never felt like or had to feel like, Lord, pray for me that I'll always believe that you're there by my side. I want to realize and feel, Lord, you're, you're praying for me. And maybe you've never had felt like the Lord's pastor's wife wrote a song alabaster box some part of it you weren't there the night he wrapped his arms around me you don't know the cost of the oil in this alabaster box that time I felt his arms wrap around me. Thank God. When no one else knew what I was going through, but somehow, Lord, you wrapped your arms. You stood by me. Thank God. Wrapped your arms around me, and I felt that love, that peace. Lord, you're there. I don't know where you are, but maybe there's one soul. Thank God. Would just join us as we come Say, Lord, uh, the storm I'm in, I'm going to stay in the ship because you're going you're gonna to be there. The battle I'm going through, Lord, you're going to keep praying for me. And then when it seems like all hope is gone, Lord, you're going to be standing by my side. You'll be there. You'll wrap your arms around me, your love. Thank God. Let's just come. Thank God, and if you feel like